This is Dave Fleming at the Ingenuity Lab. Welcome to another episode of LifeWork, a podcast that explores ideas and insights at the intersection of who you are and what you do. Your life work. Well, this week I was reminded a number of times that this is not going to end soon. Of course, I'm referring to the pandemic and the COVID-19 crisis. And so many people have done an amazing job staying home, working from home, figuring out what to do with a very difficult situation. Maybe they have kids, they're trying to do school at home, maybe they're trying to figure out how to work or what to do because they're not working. The last couple of months have been full of the need for ingenuity. And now uh, we're, I believe, hitting another phase of this crisis, and that is the realization phase. You know, the first phase was, okay, you know, the, 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 the basic awareness phase. This is happening. This is here. It's not going to stay in other places around the world. It's going to hit everywhere. And so no matter where you are, it's likely hit your area. And here in the United States, uh, we now have uh, the most deaths in the world. And we have had to accept that this is a difficult and real and present danger. We did that. We did that. And I even look around my local area and my local neighborhoods, and people have really been conscientious. Not everyone, but many, many people are really trying. But now we've hit another phase, and that is the realization phase. And that realization phase includes the understanding that this is going to affect us for a long time. This is going to affect us. The the building where I work has decided already not to open all through May. I went to the building because I can still gain access to it. I was one of the only people in the building. And I did a little work there this last week. And I have to tell you, it reminded me that this is not going to be an easy integration back. I actually didn't exactly know how to behave, and I was pretty much alone. But feeling vulnerable because of the realization that this is not going to leave us anytime soon, and we are going to have to live with, not just overcome in a month or two, but live with this. And how are we going to live with this? One of the first elements of accepting something at a deeper place of realization comes when you or I admit our vulnerability. Admitting our vulnerability in the face of this crisis is one of the first steps in becoming 
more effective at living through and with it? Am I willing to face my vulnerability? Am I willing to realize my own limitations? Am I willing to wrestle with my own anxieties? See, the first 30 to 40 days of this, everyone was in go mode. Everyone was in, we just, we just have to get through getting home or transitioning our work home or you fill in the blank. And in a way, it was probably a positive distraction, but a distraction nonetheless. Well, you know, guess what? Now we're all at home. Now many people are working at home or have figured out what they're going to do at home. And it is settling in. Some people are so anxious that they're protesting having to be at home and think it would be better to open back up. So many different emotions are flooding the human condition right now. But at the core of all of them is a vulnerability. We are confronting the reality the realization that we are vulnerable and that our normal way of living can easily be disrupted and unseat us from our daily confidences. So, I want to give you a few actions you can take to face vulnerability. To face vulnerability. First, it's to own vulnerability. The first step in facing a vulnerability is to own it. Maybe we need to stop occasionally this next week. And not just keep plowing through work. And not just keep moving from one Zoom call to the next. But we need to stop and own our vulnerability. I have very anxious moments about this. I don't sleep well on a particular night. And then I wake up feeling a little achy or tired. And I think... Uh Uh-oh. I wonder when I'll be able to re-engage life. I wonder since my current work model is so based on travel, what that's going to do to my model. How will I survive? I am a frail human being. And then, of course, just to make things more real... I might consider the Stoics reminding me that at the end of this journey, my frailty will lead to my death. (laughs) Aren't you glad you're listening? Own your frailty. 
own your frailty. We put up such strong personas that we're in charge and confident and can handle it. And, and we need to be able to work and work smart and work strong. But hey, you're a vulnerable human being. I'm a vulnerable human being. Own it. Own it this week. Owning my vulnerability about being home, about pretty much only being around my wife, and vice versa. These are difficult things to face and own. My wife have had my wife and I have had very good but very serious conversations even about our own relationship. Why? Well, I mean it might be that we're together 24 hours a day. But our vulnerabilities are being exposed. And you know what? That's a good thing. I love my wife more because we can have those kinds of vulnerable conversations. And that is number two. Find appropriate ways to share your vulnerability. I'm not talking about sharing it with the world. I'm not talking about over-talking to every person you talk to on the phone. But I am asking this question. Who in your life do you have where you can share your vulnerabilities? Own them and then share them. Hey, this is... This is a struggle for me. This is a difficult for me. This is difficult for me. Owning my vulnerabilities is one thing. Sharing them is quite another. But sharing them creates solidarity with other people. And it has a way of putting my own vulnerabilities in perspective because I realize I am not alone. Finally, engage your vulnerabilities. You know, some vulnerabilities are not going to go away. In a world mesmerized by self-development and self-improvement, and that includes me, I want to get better. I want to be a better person. I want to be a better fill-in-the-blank. But being better doesn't mean all vulnerabilities are going to go away. Sometimes engaging vulnerabilities is learning to live with them, through them, almost as a really important but challenging friend. Sometimes vulnerabilities can be overcome. I can make shifts, micro-behavioral shifts, right at the level of the moment where the vulnerability expresses or exposes itself. And and I can really adapt. I can make a change. I can do better. I don't have to overreact. I don't have to snap. I don't have to withdraw. I don't have to, you fill in the blank. Sometimes we need to, we need to explore and examine and learn from others, and see exactly where that micro moment of change needs to occur and insert something different in that moment and practice and fail and learn and practice and fail and learn. Engaging vulnerabilities means first (laughs) determining which ones you're going to have to live with and determining which ones you need to either eliminate or change. That's tricky. That's tricky because 
You don't want to create excuses and say, oh, I just, that's me. But neither do you want to put a kind of pressure on yourself to change something that isn't easily changed. Hmm. This thing of life is tricky, isn't it? The realization is setting in. We're in this for a while. Uh, actually, we're in it forever, you know, because all COVID-19 has done is reveal to us the vulnerabilities of being alive. Own your vulnerabilities. Share your vulnerabilities. Engage your vulnerabilities. This week, I wish for you a positive effective, productive week. But you know what else I wish for you? Times where you can just stop and breathe and remember, I am vulnerable. I am vulnerable. And that vulnerability can enrich my life or it can debilitate my life. The choice is mine. This is Dave Fleming at the Ingenuity Lab.